Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. So my new favorite NFL story is um, is about Cliff Kingsbury. We know that that uh, during that uh the draft at home, he was, you know, in Architectural Digest sitting yes, in was. his home, and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, classy, well-paid man. He is he has bought, reportedly bought, a one-way ticket to Thailand. One way. Mm-hmm. He is just going to go check out life and chill on a beach and, you know, p- p- pretend he's in that Leo DiCaprio movie. I don't know what the hell he's going to do. But he's going on a one-way ticket. He's going to Thailand, and he's not coming home. He's not worrying about when he's coming home. And so, you know, he's getting paid. But apparently part of him getting paid is that he's seeking, he's supposedly supposed to seek another job in the league. And so there'd be an offset of the money he's getting paid. But he's not interested in being an offensive coordinator coordinator anywhere unless it's in Asia. And had we had longer time with Mike Florio, we could have asked him about his weekend post where he suggested that Cliff Kingsbury taking off for Thailand would actually jeopardize the money that the Cardinals are going to pay him because he's not making any effort to seek employment after they fired him, which is a bit of a stretch, but it's always fun to consider. And oh, by the way, if we get the New York Post on NewYorkNYPost.com, you can see that Cliff Kingsbury may have bought a one-way ticket, but it wasn't just a one-person one-way ticket. He is with comp- the company of his 29-year-old girlfriend, and um, she is posting from Thailand. So Cliff Kingsbury it's getting awful. away for a while. It's very funny. I, I mean, I-, I just find it amusing. I-, I do find it amusing because this is totally unfair, I'm sure, but the concept of being burnt out by living in Scottsdale, Arizona – is just a little bit hard to relate to in the middle of, you know, a very mild Chicago winter so far. But when you think burnout, do you think, oh, boy, this guy living in this house that's on the cover of Architectural Digest in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, where the weather is perfect this time of year, and he's just grinding away so much that he has to get out of town? Yeah. I don't I, think I, that. It's kind of funny. Um I got to tell you, it seems like he's living his best life, David. No offense to anyone, but I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want to, at his age, just take a step back and be a tourist for a while and see the world and not 
worry about everything going on around you, right? Isn't that a wonderful well, that idea? Is, that is a nice pivot for him to get out of town and to go just do whatever he wants to do. I think he'd rather be in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I but, agree with you, but he's not, and he's lost his job, <laughs> and he's you know not going to sit around and weep about it. Check it out. It's pretty cool. He's checking out, and he'll miss out on what? What will he miss out? Oh, boy, I could have I could have had an interview with Ron Rivera to be the offensive coordinator of the Commanders. Well, that, no. that's – you know, there were places that would have had him. But, I mean – Of course. Think about it. This is a guy now that just can sit back and wait for Aaron Rodgers to eventually show up there because that's his kind of joint. Mm, that's interesting. No? Yeah, he and the Bucks I, owner I don't, show up? I don't know where – uh, Rogers will end up. Yeah, very fun. <laughs> but Cliff Kingsbury's burned out. Sean McVay was another. He's 36. Oh, he's coming he, back. He's coming back because he was fearing that he was burnt out as yeah. well. So these coaches are figure out, figuring out ways to get past their uh, – they just need a little more balance in their lives. But, David, if, if, if someone says to you they might be burnt out, let me tell you what they are. They're totally burnt they out. They are. So, so do you want to welcome those people back into your organization? Well, with McVay, I think it's different. You know, I was I, I would send McVay to Thailand for a month. Well, he probably should get come a month back off. When and you're rested, exactly. charged and ready. And he will. I mean, I'm sure he's going to take some time off. His wife is, I believe, Ukrainian mm-hmm. and has some family over there. I was reading a story about some of the stuff that they've gone through um, just trying to get family out and try you know, it's it's very difficult when, when a loved one you, goes through that sort of a yeah thing. and you know in all seriousness never oh, you know. never know what somebody's dealing with no away from the the spotlight away from the the guy that we see on on sunday afternoons for three hours at a time there's a lot of other things that factor in so somewhat facetiously referring to sean uh, sean mcveigh yeah. or, or cliff kingsbury in those situations which do seem like the ideal work environments but I, and i have know. no idea if Cliff Kingsbury really does need to, you know, kind of unplug and all that. I mean, it's – I'm just saying that sounds super cool. And it sounds great if you've got money coming in that you can kind of reassess your um, sort of options and take some he's, time and think it through. He's and not paid, rush to get the next job. He's paid to be a tourist. Yeah. So – Good for him. Do you think that th- he really could lose the money because he's not? I think he's. I think all you got to do is just let him know. Hey, I'm having some. I'm, I need a delay here, and I'm going to take advantage uh, of it. I'm taking a, yeah. a vacation. I'm getting away from it. And when I come back, I will pursue whatever opportunities still exist. Exactly. It'd be very simple for any agent or lawyer uh, to advise him what to say and how to say it. So I don't think he's in any jeopardy of losing out no. on that. No. No, he's in good shape. Um. Is um is Matt Eberflus in good shape? What does Matt Eberflus do in the offseason? Will we find out that? Or is there's just so much work to get done? There's so many things they gotta go through and then eventually I mean I'm, he'll well, be able to take a week or two, but he won't be able to go to Thailand. No, I hope I don't think he'll be doing that. And then if he did, I don't think that we would be hearing about it hearing about it on Instagram or the New York Post. I don't think Flusy's one of these flashy kind of guys that uh-huh. you would see. Today's not a football day at House Hall, per se. It's not going to be one where you go up there and you expect to get news on the uh, coaching staff. Maybe it will trickle out. I doubt it. Today's all about Kevin Warren, and I think he'll you know, get there, win the press conference, establish yes. a path, uh, make an impression, 
and explain how in the world he can still favor LeBron over Michael. That's what we want to hear today from Kevin Warren. I, I think what, what is really interesting about, um, about Ryan Poles, the Bears general manager, is that when he was hired, there was an understanding that the team president, then team pre- president Ted Phillips, it, it would not be involved. It was about the relationship between George and, and the general manager. And that those were the two men that were going to meet and they were going to make decisions. And I think that it shifted now. I think that Kevin Warren steps in and he is the man that uh, Ryan Poles is going to meet with, et cetera. I, I, don't, I don't think George – I think George is going to take a step back and let Kevin Warren do his job. And, and we had a texter saying something like, why didn't they hire Ernie Acorsi to do it? They did hire a search firm. They, they did. I mean, the guy is in your backyard, but they did hire a search firm. Uh, they, had a, they had some internal candidates who were out of it two or three weeks ago, and they had a final three. Maybe we'll learn who they were. I doubt it. One was like a European soccer executive. One was someone from the NBA and, uh, and obviously uh, Kevin Warren. And Warren was the, the right choice, the logical choice, and, and the guy that uh, – Wanted the job, as it turned out. The way I understand it, this wasn't just a Hallis Hall operation. Right. They did get some expert advice. Yes, they did. And some direction. And I think that's a wise move. And they ended up with the right choice, or at least a very strong defensible choice. Kevin Warren, when he goes to the podium today, will do so when he's introduced as the most qualified person the Bears have ever hired for a big job. Yeah. Now that says a lot, and it may sound like exaggeration, but when you look at their history, it really isn't, because they typically hire people who aren't experienced, who are doing something for the first time in in a major role. Kevin Warren, not the case. So, right. I think you're going to hear today in the, the the George McCaskey part of it. Let's face it, George McCaskey made that little change in the reporting order. I think in part because. You know, the general manager to him instead of Ted Phillips, Ted Phillips became such a polarizing figure that they had to do something. And had already told George that he was retiring. They knew two years ago when Ted was leaving. Yeah, they they have expected this for some time. So having that shift was not necessarily that different, but symbolically it represented a lot because people really have been triggered by, and I understand why, but they've been triggered by any suggestion that Ted Phillips was involved in any football decisions. If he was in the background of a photo at a press conference, people are, why is Ted so close to the action? Yeah. What is he, what, why is he in the room when they're interviewing head coaches? I thought he was not involved in football decisions. I get it, but I think what the Bears tried to do in, fr- in structuring their hierarchy was remove him as much as possible. And, and you know, Ted's – how long long is he in charge till the end of February, the beginning of February, something like that? So he's still around, and, and I I'll be very curious to see if he's there today. Uh, I doubt he will be, but who knows? He I was would, part of the hiring. I would think that he is still the 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 president until yeah. the end of February. Okay, I would think that this is a day that everybody who is employed by by the Bears as an organization should be proud of. And if you are employed in the role as as team president. And you are introducing your successor. I'm not sure what protocol would 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 call for. I would think he would be there. I would think I would want okay. to be there. Okay. If I'm if I'm walking away from a job that I have held 
and in his mind proudly for as long as he has had it, then I would definitely want to be at a, a firsthand observer for a moment like this today. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting, but uh, you know, it's all about Kevin Warren. It's all about his vision mm-hmm. and uh, the future that he imagines with the Bears, and I think those are going to be the central questions. But Dustin is right; people do want to know who's, you know, are you are you going to have any say in the football operation? Are you going to be evaluating how the the job is being done by the general manager and uh, and his people? Are you going to be expanding? Any, any, how many hires are there needed? I would imagine that there is going to be a modernization of this, and a lot of it's concentrated on Arlington Heights and and getting that going. But I think, you know, it's they've already expanded. Yeah, they've their already done that quite a bit. So, yeah. so let's go through that hypothetically. The question comes to Kevin Warren. It's the obvious one. How involved in football business will you be? Right. I think his answer is that. I'm I'm here to be the leader of this organization. Yeah. Every decision uh, that is a big one, I will be involved in. Yes. But I also believe strongly in letting my people do their jobs without the kind of meddling that you're referring to or might be referring to. Uh, I I trust the general manager to put the roster together, and he's in charge of the staff, and he's going to do that with my guidance, with my input. If he needs it, if he asks for it or seeks it, absolutely but not without it being welcomed. But yeah, I think I think the the term you used sounding board is a necessary one for anybody that is kind of new to their job. And and Ryan Poles is new to his job as the general manager of the Bears. So there's nothing I'm sure he's got friends and consultants and different people in the business he's talking to, you know, nobody exists in a vacuum. But I'm also sure that if I'm the president of the team and somebody's spending $100 million on a player, I'm going to want to get an explanation of why and, and get myself on board and agreeing with it. You don't want somebody taking this job if they don't want to know why you're investing $100 million in a left exactly. tackle yeah, or a wide receiver or – Or a linebacker, or an off-the-ball linebacker. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I brought that oh, yeah, up again. Oh, okay. Justin's yeah, eyes well, are rolling. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, there are premium positions, Molly, and you have to – I'm sorry. Running back and linebacker, so you can't have Roquan Smith if you're going to try to buy Saquon Barkley. And oh, <laughs> Never mind. We digress. <laughs> but you do want somebody who is there to have as a – mentor is overstating it. But I think that you could envision that role or Kevin Warren filling that role. But you definitely – sounding board is probably the best way. You don't want him going it alone. You just don't. And you want have him to have somebody there who is credible, reliable, and, and going to be straightforward with his advice. I would say that, that you know, if you, if you put the lie detector test on George, he hired a guy to help them in Arlington Heights. That's kind of the number one job that they envision. Yes, that's it. Not, now, I, I mean, there's more to being a president than just that job. But I think his concentration in the immediate future will be strictly with what's going on in Arlington Heights, how you make sure that everybody approves everything you want to do, how you figure out, uh, you know, building codes, etc. There's a well, thousand things you're you absolutely know. right. I'm glad you said that because we can. We, we, this is a sports talk radio station. Yeah. 
We're going to examine the ramifications and what it means for them to have the number one overall draft pick from now until the draft happens in 15 weeks or 14 weeks, whatever it may be. But let's face it, if we're honest about it, the number one priority this offseason for the Chicago Bears as a franchise is the building project, is the stadium no, project. No question. And that is priority one for Kevin Warren, who takes over today. The other stuff, the football questions, yeah. I mean, the guy they're who – They're important. They're important. They're, it's a football team, and he's their main football Absolutely. So, yeah. And you want him to talk the part. You yeah. sound like he you know, wants to win a Super Bowl. He's got to right. not pander to the fan base, but he has to represent the fact that he's going to be as invested as they are, or at least – you know, be as I passionate he, I about would winning. Recommend, I would recommend a little pandering to the fan base. I would, too. I think it go a long way. It goes a long way in an well, opening press conference. I agree. Absolutely, especially when the other stuff is very uh, a, a sterile, kind of uh, detached building project, a stadium which is just now only a concept. There's nothing real yet. And so even though that's a higher priority, yeah, you're going to have to – you have to throw in a f- couple of things for the fans today. That's why you need to use the words Super Bowl, championship. Dustin put that over under at 1.5, which I think is crazy. I think if you say Too Super low. Bowl once, you're going to say it twice. And I, and I mean, you could even have a sentence where you say, we're going to concentrate on the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl. And now all of a sudden your over under is destroyed. Well, Just listen, by, if the, guys at, Rivers, for if the guys at Bet Rivers want to put it out there, maybe, you know, Mully puts in some chips on the uh, over then. He's, I mean. looking, he's looking for a little he's, he's handout. He wants some action. He yeah. wants some action. Do you want a piece of that? Who's, Is that who's, what who's in charge? Of, who, who's, who, like, am, I, am I following Super Bowl? You're following championships and David's following titles? No, or does championship no, and titles. You're, you're following all of it? Super Bowl championships title and any other word that may be connected. So with, I'm in charge of all that. Yes. Okay. That's your job. I, what are you <laughs> supposed to do? Just sit there and wait for him to say Super Bowl. One? I, I, I'm not sure we get them all. So if you're listening to all three, you you could miss one. Well, then you need to concentrate and you harder, need to work play harder. it play it over and over again. For everyone's sake, Double I hope check. that we're check not talking. Check your work, sir. Uh, about somebody who refers to multiple championships. I hope we're not going to go down that road again. Just you know, one is fine. Just say one. Singular is fine. Okay. We want to win the Super Bowl. We want to compete for a Super Bowl. We want to compete for a championship. We are going to have standards here that are going to be raised to the point where we want to win a title. As I said, we want to win a Super Bowl. Boom, you hit two. Boom. All right. There's two. I think that the over is easy. Well, it's definitely over in this segment. I mean, we've, oh, we've crushed it. Oh, 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 I think I think that was a critique. He's mad at us. I think oh, no, a- I'm not mad. I think it's I think it's very interesting. Like, listen, if you're if you're like already off of work and you're looking to have a, a, like a afternoon cocktail, you maybe play the maybe play the uh, Kevin Warren drinking you tr- game. You drink every time because you let's Super face Bowl it, Dustin. Let's get to the bottom. Of, let's let's you get to the bottom of this. Finish a beer. Let's let's get to the bottom of this, Dustin. You don't really believe as a Bears fan that's what it is that the team president is that impactful and that this is that important of a moment. Oh no 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 no. I want to be crystal clear. No, I do believe it is. I think it's our job. If I didn't work in the business that I work in and people can make all their little comments on the text screen that's fine. What? I'm saying like you know whether or not I work in this business. Yeah, that, that's crazy. <laughs> the guy on the Eisenhower, the guy on the Dan Ryan, uh-huh. the guy on the Stevenson. Right. I think it's important for us to explain to them 
why this is important. Because when I think if when I was not working in this business and was a fan, I'm a day one listener to this station. Okay, I would have I need at that point in my life I would need to know why as a Bears fan, this matters. I'm more as a Bears fan concerned about Ryan Poles. Matt Eberflus, Justin Fields, than I am about Kevin Warren. So I, it's our yeah. job to inform, educate why this matters. Because I, what here's what I hear too much, even on this station and other stations. Well, you know, the McCaskies, if they were smart, they would have, they could be multi-billionaires right now. I don't care. They're already billionaires. That's good enough for me. Okay, maybe I'm short-sighted. I'd love to have the opportunity to spend their money. So this isn't about bashing the McCaskies, which I'm hearing too much about. Uh, they should have done this years ago, blah, 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 blah. Not here. I'm just saying in general. But introducing Kevin Warren today is as much about raising the standard as it is making money. Okay, good. And now you've told now you've told why it's important to the guy driving on the Ike right now, why you should care. Because played- when it first happened, I didn't know why I should care. Yeah. Well, you, you were kind of concentrating solely on – on how it impacts the football operation. Right. I heard you Dave Wanstead say with, I think, believe it was with Danny Parkins solo, and I played the cut on the pregame show. Wanstead said, he said it to you guys roughly the same thing as well. I want football guys doing football things. And that's what, that's what accelerated my comments like this. this. That's what got me really fired up because I agree with a lot I of what Coach Wanstead triggered. says. Triggered. There you go. <laughs> we have a te- texter who checks in and says, Game time, Dustin. Shirts, tucks, jocks, tight, socks, tall. That's Dustin. Shirts in, jocks, tight, socks, tall. The great Joe Newton. Yeah, Thank you. Joe Newton. As many uh, state championships in cross country almost oh, as, the Yankees, as the Yankees What was it? The Green Series Line? What did they call the it? Long the Green Line. Long Green Line. I, I watched that documentary. Dustin's featured. Well, no, he's not in it, but Joe Newton is. I went to Peoria multiple times and saw classmates win state oh, championships. I was very jealous. I'm, I'm Why mis- didn't you run with them? Well, that's a anyone's ever whole, whole other story. If, if really he was six one, it. he would have been an all state runner. No. He was six one, so one hundred fifty pounds. You don't, you don't want to take the time. We had three. Ju- let's put it the quick uh, version. We had three junior highs in Elmhurst plus a couple of Catholic schools. I, I was the number two miler at my junior high, but I never ran cross country. Hmm. Wow. And I, we goof around because I still hang out with guys that were part of that state championship team. Yeah. And we goof around. Well, they were said, all state championship teams, right? How, didn't he win tons of state? Right. Titles? But I'm saying, like, the guys that are my age, we're all they part won of three times, sophomore, junior, senior year. And, they were three But peers. I thought it was like a no-cut. Mythical no cut. national champion. I thought it was like a no-cut thing. That you, as long as you oh, it is no-cut, but, but there's only six guys that score points. Right. But still – you get credit for a championship if you're one of the guys. Uh, no, not they didn't. No, because the, the guys six. that actually ran like ended up wearing tuxedos and were on a, you know, a fire truck through town and yeah. I mean, they all don't run so, in the state meet. Would you, you have worn a white tuxedo? They they actually did wear white tuxedos. Believe See, it or not. that's oh, that's the, that is Dustin. We got a break. He demanded that he wear a white tuxedo. But why do his, the girls get to wear white dresses and why do I have to wear a black or blue sport yeah. coat? Okay, so okay. that's what happened. Nothing weird about that. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Cubs had their convention over the weekend. It was great to uh, see that back. The White Sox aren't having one. Um, they're not having it. And um, and that's okay. The, um, the Cubs did... Uh, draw a lot of people. They got a lot of response. It was a good vibe, according to our guy Dustin, who was there. And they went ahead and brought in another player, the Trey Mancini signing, on uh, Saturday night. Yep. 
is uh, is a nice ad. I'll look forward to hearing from him. It's a great story. Look forward to talking to him a little bit. Excellent weekend for the Cubs because the enthusiasm you expect, first convention in several years, you get Cub fans in the same place. They're introducing prospects. The farm system, minor league system is ranked highly. It's made some strides. There were a lot of familiarity with Matt Mervis and Pete Crow Armstrong when they were introduced. So there's the enthusiasm that's a given. The expectations were a nice backdrop to everything. Tom Ricketts on our show Friday morning at 8 o'clock said that they intended to make the playoffs in 2023, and that was echoed throughout the weekend. But then, Molly, you're right. Trey Mancini coming aboard is the continuation of a very solid offseason for Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins and the Cubs because they now have an opening day lineup that could have as many as six gold glovers in it. Mm -hmm. They now have a professional hitter that could be either used at first base or as a primary DH in Trey Mancini. And they also have reasons to slow play Matt Mervis to the majors if indeed they choose to do that. If he is red hot in spring training and tears up Mesa in the Cactus League, terrific. Maybe he makes the team, but he doesn't have to. And I don't think he will now. And I don't think he necessarily should feel bad about that because the Cubs are doing this right. They're building on pitching. They're supplementing the the lineup. And they had a good weekend, so there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Um, Mervis to the majors. I like that turn of phrase. Um I don't know that there's a place for him in the majors right now. I think that there was a lot of talk about him being ready and tearing it up um, already and getting getting uh, prepared for MLB. Maybe, maybe he makes the team, but the fact of the matter is that you look like you have a couple of options at the position he'd play, and it doesn't make a ton of sense to um, to kind of have him on the team and not be playing. So maybe if he's not getting the kind of uh, uh, of opportunity, the at-bats that he would need, then maybe he's better off uh, at AAA. I, I think he is initially because you're covered now yeah. and because you, you have stated expectations to make the playoffs. So I don't know how that's compatible with, with bringing up somebody to be a power hitter in the middle of a lineup if he hasn't done it before. So you don't want to get into the habit of relying too much on rookies if you are a team that has playoff aspirations as the Cubs. Now we know they do. So Matt Mervis can take his time. And that's not necessarily, again, a bad thing for somebody who came out of nowhere, undrafted. I don't think the projections were that he was going to hit 37 home runs in the minors last year, and yet he did excel at every level after every promotion. So he need, he can bide his time. There is no hurry as long as he's patient. And then being on the clock, uh, it's a little it ticks a little less loudly when you are at Iowa and you have people who are in, in your team at the major league level is winning. The other thing that came out was interesting in, in regard to prospects. I think Pete Crow Armstrong said that he's going to be invited to the uh, major league spring training, which is interesting because of his status as a number one prospect or in the top three he's either one or two Brennan Davis yep. is up there as well yep. well I think what's interesting about that is that they have gotten a uh, a deal done with Ian Happ for this season but I wonder how long a deal is there any talk of a contract extension for Ian Happ and I think that when you talk about that you have to take into account 
um, who they're lining up right now and how they see their prospects, their top three prospects, all outfielders. Mm -hmm. So how do they, you know, Ian Happ was an all-star last year and he kind of unlocked some of his power. And you're talking about a team that is going to be really good defensively, but might not have a lot of power. Now the Trey Mancini signing probably helps that. It sees a couple years removed from a 30 plus homer year. And then you look at Hap, but you know, right now Mancini's got two years and Hap has one. I, I'm not I'm not comparing a first baseman to an outfielder. I'm just saying, you know, when you talk about Ian Hap, you're talking about a guy that uh that is going to be out of contract again at the end of the year. And this time it's gonna be one of these things where uh, maybe he wants to check out the market. I, I I know a team that could use him. Well, yeah, exactly. But you wonder too if the Cubs want to see him do it again. I'm, I'm he, very possible. I, I, I wonder if if they were totally transparent and honest about things. If Ian Happ's contract extension matters as much to them as maybe Nico Horner's. I right. wonder if they would rather right. uh, commit to Nico Horner being more of a sure thing. I think ideally they'd want both in the fold for the years to come because of. That's the way you win, and that's the way you progress. Uh, also, when you draft a guy and develop a guy, don't you want to keep him? In both cases, that's, that yes. is that is true. Yes, that that would be the benefit of having guys as examples of your 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 organization drafting somebody, developing them, and then paying them. And Hap's one of the best stories along those lines, right? Yep. You draft a guy, he struggles a little bit. You send him down. You bring him back. He makes an all star team. And I'm wins just a gold saying, glove. That's a, yes, that is an unbelievable. We have some gold glove coffee here. The boys left some gold glove. That's coffee. awesome. Too bad we didn't see that about five o'clock. That would have been really good. So uh, <laughs> they didn't leave a and coffee I wouldn't, maker. I wouldn't do that to those guys. Yeah. I, it, it looks very tasty. It does look good. Kyle Hendricks doesn't sound like he's going to be ready by opening day. No, I, and he I doesn't. know that no. he was very open about his recovery. He is the only holdover from the 2016 World Series champions. And he was very candid about where he is and what, he, but where he isn't so far. So I think that's going to be something that we we talk about this pitching depth and the opening day rotation. Doesn't sound like Kyle Hendricks will be a part of it. I don't think that anybody sounded terribly concerned. Right. Um, you know, he's a pro. I, I think when he comes back, he'll be the same guy. He won a World Series ring here, and there's not many left who can say that. Who can can flash that and um and they've got a lot of um they've got some you know some guys that have won right they got winners they got some winners they've got Dansby Swanson winner right yes Cody Bellinger won I mean winner. I know he's he's had a rough time with he knows it. what it's like um uh Gomes uh, well Gomes won with the Nationals yes right? um I would say Hosmer um, Mancini Mancini Hosmer, Mancini I'm just so, saying you're adding some guys that have won to a group. It's a great pedigree to have yeah. on your roster, and I think that's key. I was a little disappointed if I want to say everything was positive about the Cubs convention. Marcus Stroman is somebody who has been very complimentary of the Cub fan base. Yes. And he knows that Wrigley Field is a special place, and he's not shy about expressing that on social media. He wasn't there, and I would have been there. I would have liked to have seen him there Suzuki interacting with He should have been fans. there. I don't want to hear the fact that he lives in Japan in the offseason and it's a long flight. Make the flight. Was that the stated reason? Well, that's where that was the assumed reason. We discussed that yesterday on the Fly the W. Podcast. I didn't get to that yet. It's on my to do list. And, Today's uh, a busy day. That was something we talked about, and that was like the excuse. Oh, it's listen, I, I get list. why you didn't do it. You're beautiful. <laughs>
right. <laughs> Maybe after I, Kevin Warren I wasn't on your way home from Hallis Hall, you could watch, listen to that. Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun to to uh, hear from Kevin Warren. It's going to be live here on the score, and I believe he'll be on here afterwards. He so is with Dan, Dan and Lawrence. Lawrence. We'll get a yep. chance to to quiz him a little bit as well. All right, we're going to meet with those guys. We'll talk to them next. It's Mully and Haw. It is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.